podcast where you walk away with six practical brain tools you can use to hack your brain and level up today. If you want more of the neuroscience and research behind the tools, you can find the full version of this episode on Spotify, iTunes, and at the link below. But for now, it's time to get your six brain tools. So welcome as we get into the next section, which is what we've been waiting for. It's all about these practical brain tools. Now, Sam, I have to level. I've got a rant. You had a rant once on one of our episodes. I'm taking the, I'm taking the floor. Yeah, that's that's I right. Want I want a rant. rant. Go on, rant away. So my rant begins by asking you, have you seen the movie Limitless before with Bradley Cooper, the sexy man? Big, big fan, big fan, great eyes. Oh, superb eyes, mesmerizing. But I'm not going to lie, this movie that he was in, the craze that happened afterwards where people, uh, mm-hmm. for those that haven't seen it, he basically takes this smart drug, this pill, and he becomes like beautiful mind-esque, Russell Crowe-esque, where he can just do all these calculations. He's really, really smart and does some amazing things. Now, the reality is this is not true, but it led a massive craze of university students in the UK, Australia, US, around the world to take these smart drugs, modafinil, Ritalin, that would use to treat ADHD, where people literally thought they'd take these pills and they would be smarter. Not true. It is not a thing. And what it does though, these smart drugs, I feel my voice getting, getting really worked up. But what it does do is it makes you focus on one thing for a long period of time. So when people actually take modafinil, I know people that took it for big high stakes exams like the GAMSAT and a few other things. They'd focus mm-hmm. on one thing for six or eight hours, depending upon what they had in their mind previously. Like it is not uncommon. If you want to clean, you take this, you'll clean for eight hours. That's literally what it does, but it doesn't help with your retention. It doesn't make you smarter, but it makes you feel smarter because you're used to not being able to pay attention. And I just wanted to get that out there because there are a bunch of other things that we've spoken about in previous episodes Mm -hmm. that could be your smart drug, if you will. Absolutely. You you won't won't become Bradley Cooper. (laughs) You're not going to suddenly learn all these languages simultaneously because you took a drug that you purchased off the internet that is meant to help you with focus. It doesn't work like that. I'm feeling the anger. I'm still feeling angry. Yeah. Flushed, very flushed, my friend. Yeah, good shout out because the biggest variables with attention, with intelligence uh, and focus is still sleep, exercise and diet. You know, the moment you correct those is the moment you're better able to modulate your attention because the rest of your body is in homeostasis. It's normalized. But with that in mind, with those things off the table, there is one thing you can do right now. If you're struggling to work in the same way I'm struggling to work on my computer and that's my brain tool number one. And I call it the focus zoom. And what you do is you silence all attention noise to focus zoom. Why would you want to do this? Well, it's simple because external distractors in the form of visual cues or auditory cues, sounds or things or things that pop up in your monitor or people in the hallway screaming are great ways to break your attention. They're in the forms of distractions as Dr. Gasly would call. And so removing all of these, especially visual distractions, because our brain is optimized for visual processing. It's the number one uh, sensory input. Uh, helps to reduce the distractions and therefore helps you to focus attention. So I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly how to do this and how I do it for my work. Number one, I hide my taskbar, my Windows taskbar, so I can't see the time. I can't see notifications pop up there. Number two, I put my Slack and my instant messaging, my WhatsApp, everything on mute. I put my phone away and then I expand out my windows on my computer to full screen. So when I'm working, the only thing I can focus on, the only thing I'm focus zooming on is my work. 
And I can tell you this, like personally doing this the last week, my ability to deep work has skyrocketed because I don't have those distractions. Yeah, this is the classic. I saw uh, someone at the work today with like 5,500 tabs open. I'm like, how on earth are you even focusing? Is your subconscious no. probably looking at those tabs being like, hello, I like you, novelty. Yeah. I cannot. Way too much going on. It's, it's crazy. And I used to be one of those perpetrators too. Now I have a, a limit on tabs, which is another thing. But it's really about understanding like what, what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be focusing on. Exactly right. And that brings me to brain number, number two, brain tool. which is creating a to-not-do list. Now, in previous episodes, we've spoken about if-then plans, but the ultimate way to think about your attention is actually in terms of removing things that take your attention as opposed to actually doubling down on things that increase your attention. Because if you take those things away, then you increase your attention naturally. And this is where I want to talk about the mental model. You know know we like mental models of inversion. Now, this is something that uh, I use personally when I'm trying to solve problems in business or in life, but Charlie Munger has a really famous quote where he says, invert, always invert, turn a situational problem upside down, look at it backward. And the whole idea here is not to ask what you should do to boost your attention, but to ask what shouldn't you do. Uh, it's the same thing with success. Don't ask what will make me successful. Ask, me, ask yourself what will not fail. Avoid those things and your probability of achieving that becomes very, very salient. So, how that applies to attention very, very practically. As for what you said just, Sam, is like removing those things, but actually consciously list them. List all the things that take away from your attention, every single thing that distracts you, notifications, could be music, could be a dog, it could be your mum interrupting you. And the moment you list those things and you put it right next to your workstation, right in front of you, it actually means it's in front of your mind, you're more likely to pay attention to it. And actually therefore, when the time comes, it's easy for your conscious to say, hey, I should actually not do this. And that's the key thing that I want to say, which is great number two, create your to not do list and remove those distractions. I absolutely love that. It's almost like using your own attention filter and training it, not what to not pay attention to by putting it in front of you. We're nodding lots. Yeah, exactly right. It's yeah. so spot on because it links in so nicely with that. But it's also being mindful that, you know, when you do work for long periods of time, it does get quite tough. So I know that you looked at a particular technique that could solve this problem. Yes, totally spot on. I did. And this is one that is, you probably heard it before. If you're in the productivity circles of the world, if you spent too long on medium, or if you're just a productivity nerd, like some of us are brain tool number three, it's called the Pomodoro technique and breaks. And what you do is you set yourself up a timer. There was uh, an Italian named some, I can't remember his first name, but Mr. Pomodoro, who came up with this concept of timing yourself. <laughs> Mr. Tomato, I like it. Mr. Tomato. <laughs> uh, Mr. Pomodoro, of timing yourself for 25 minutes and then taking a break. And his concept was this was about the amount of time where he could sustain deep focus. And so the way it works is you start working in these blocks of 25 minutes Pomodoro timing, five minutes break, 25 minutes focus, five minutes break. And it works because the brain needs breaks. Your, your fo- ability to focus and attention erodes if you start extending beyond a point where you give your brain a break because that's what the brain is seeking to do naturally. So I'll wrap it up really quickly. The way you do this or the way I do it is Google Pomodoro timer. There are a million out there. They're free. Just open one up, click start and refuse to do anything else but the task you were meant to do during that 25 minutes. And then when that time is up, go spend five minutes relaxing. I go and shoot 
poops on my basketball rim. I love basketball. So that's oh, my yeah. thing. But you know, if you're a reader, go read a book. If you are a chronic scroller, go reward yourself. We talk about this in the habits episode, but go reward yourself for that 25 minutes of focus with uh, some scrolling on Instagram or social media, and then come back and do the same thing. So Pomodoro technique, go look up the timer, 25 minutes focus, five minutes of relaxation and reward afterwards. I love it. That's huge. Those are three pretty decent ones, I feel. Those are, those are pretty, pretty decent ones. Pretty impressed with those. And even more excited for the ones coming up after this because they link directly into this. And we've even got some color play. All right, and now the last three brain tools for this episode on attention. I hope you are paying attention and listening to what we have to say because these last three ones are amazing. You're going to learn some really, really great tips, including one or two you've definitely never heard of before. And speaking of ones you never heard of before, this is this one coming out from Kieran is one I definitely hadn't heard of, uh, but it makes a lot of sense. Well, I'm going to come at you. Brain tool number four. Understand your flow state. Understand your flow state. Now, is that this was uh, uh, possibly, like, do you want to try and do it live? I, I can't do it, I'm not flexible enough. Like, just, it's just not going to work. But this is, this, is, this is a way of taking advantage of your existing attention. Now, what people mean by the flow state, it's described as effortless, where you can work for three or four hours, the time disappears, you're engaged sufficiently in the task at hand. And it came from a book called Flow by okay I'm lie. I, I, look this up. I can't actually i can't pronounce the, the guy's name it's me no nah, i'm not gonna do it otherwise it's just gonna get weird like i don't yeah no nah. it's by a dude his name's actually crazy and i want to point this out because i looked this up i looked how do you pronounce this guy's name and it's so weird. I, I hope you're ready it's so weird we were just talking about it. it's so weird his name is pronounced according to wiki quote me hi <laughs> Cheeks, send me high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheeks, send me high. Oh, Dr. Cheeks, send me high. Oh, I don't even want to say his name. I'm just calling the flow guy. Like, I just, the flow I can't. Guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the and if we've offended the flow guy, I'm very, I'm sorry. This is just wiki quotes. I'm, don't yeah. shoot the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. Shoot Google. Information. 4.3 billion searches. Um, but the, the whole notion in this book and what he says is control of consciousness determines the quality mm. of life. And what he talks about is a very interesting practical exercise on how to actually discover your flow state, which is you pick a day or you pick two days, three days. Generally, a week is great. And what you do throughout the day is you create a bit of a table and you assess and rate your energy levels, your feeling of energy across a day. So let's just say at 10 10 a.m., I'll have an alarm, I'll rate it 7 out of 10. Then then an hour later, it might be 6 out of 10. And what you start to do is actually graph your energy states throughout the day because energy is a really big function of your flow state. The other thing that's really important is task enjoyment. And so that's what he also says to do is to actually map how much am I enjoying this task right now? Obviously not great to do when you're doing admin, but the notion here is that if you get a week's worth of this data, you can actually very clearly see when you're, optimal time to do the deep work is. So for example, when I did this, I actually discovered, believe it or not, that it was my peak was 4 or 5 p.m., which is counters for a lot of people because I fast until 2 or 3. For some reason, I was just able to really work quite well there. So all the big ticket items, the big work, the stuff I want to be really immersed in, I always 
do then. So understanding your flow state when you are in a state of flow, when you're more likely to be, is a really crucial thing to direct your attention in a very purposeful way. That makes so much sense. It's, it's like figuring out where your golden hours are. Exactly right. It's the, the, the effective time, hey? The effective time, the, the time when you work best. That's a, I had not thought of it that way. And I say that genuinely, I had not thought of that way, but I might actually have to reflect upon that. Implementation. A little bit. <laughs> Implementation. I'll be using it. Check back in with me in a couple of weeks. Uh, and that kind of ties in a little bit to brain tool number five that I have. It's a little bit You're different. You're so happy with this. You're so happy with this one. I'm, I'm pretty happy <laughs> with name, this one. The name. <laughs> I'm pretty happy with this one. Uh, hear me out. Brain tool five. Forget screen time. Get some green time. And yes, I delivered. <laughs> How's your smooth FM voice? That got really sensual how, very quickly. How powerful was that? <laughs> Look, what this is, is super simple. It's be around plants. Immerse yourself in green for more focus and attention. And I know what you're thinking. That sounds like complete bollocks, which is what I initially thought too. But research has shown that getting exposure to green spaces, plants, trees, anything green in nature improves concentration and attention. And I've actually got two quick studies that demonstrate this really well. Students were asked to conduct a really mundane task in a study and then given a 40 second break midway through in that break, they were either looking at a bare concrete roof, boring or a flowery meadow green roof. The students who glanced at the flowery roof made considerably less errors and had superior concentration levels on the remaining half of the task than those who looked at the concrete scene. Pretty crazy, pretty crazy. They also found in another study that enriching a bare office with plants increased the productivity of workers by 15%. And, and the presence of greening increased workplace satisfaction, perceived air quality and levels of concentration. Green space, green time is better than screen space, screen time. I'm telling you. You have, ra- you have wrapped uh-huh. it up nicely and you're wrapped, very happy with your word right now. <laughs> I'm very happy with my wordplay. It makes so much sense though. Like I totally so agree sense. with this, which is if we go back to the, the wellbeing episode that we did, that, that study done on nature, even getting sort of 15 to 20 minutes in nature per day, increased mm-hmm. wellbeing satisfaction scores massively. And so taking what you said, I've adopted that principle as well. Now I know it's sometimes tough to get outside given COVID-19 restrictions, but uh, my yep. lunch break's normally in, in a garden nearby. Just walk there, I love that. sit there for a little bit, take it easy, meditate, come back. So simple. And I was actually thinking about that today because I do have certain people who don't have access to green spaces. Even if you just have a plant in the house that you spend some time with and you just look at and kind of absorb, you're still going to get a similar effect because it's still green and, and you're still getting that plant reflection. So just go look at a plant. Plants are good for you. And this was about green, but yours is about another color. For brain oh, tool yes. six. So you're all about green time. Tool number six or brain tool number six is red team yourself. Ooh. Red team yourself. What do you get, Sam, when you mix red and green together, by the way? Purple. I actually don't know. I just asked that. Is it? <laughs> Orange? No. no. It's, wow. It's Primary. definitely not per- Moving on. I'm going to say, yeah, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> but red teaming yourself. Um, The whole notion here is when we talked about earlier the problem with the quality of information and how it impacts your beliefs. This is actually to protect your attention. 
And what we want to do here is in a red team yourself, you want to avoid confirmation bias, a bias we're going to talk about in future episodes and in on those um, biases and heuristics we're talking about. But that's basically the idea that you have an existing belief and you'll search for all the information that confirms that initial belief. This is rife at the moment, taking COVID-19. Mm. Everyone has like, you know, there's, you've got the conspiracy theorists, you've got the non-conspiracy theorists. And the moment that someone adopts that belief, they're going to look for the information that actually satisfies that belief, irrespective of the total population of information. Say there is a thousand bits of information. Say there's only 200 on conspiracy theory. They're going to look at that 200 and ignore the 800. And so you want to know the other side better than you know your own to improve your sense making. So how you do this, Sam, to improve and balance out things, because if we go at the extremes, we can get heightened in our emotional states, can suffer a lot of anxiety. Whenever you see something that is quite controversial and you have that emotional opinion or emotional reaction, look up everything that opposes that view and your view. So you can differentiate between what is true, what is objectively true, and what is truthful, what you believe to be true. And there's two very simple questions to do this that I ask everyone. How can I be wrong? How might I actually be wrong? And how do I know I'm right? When you ask those two questions, it allows you to pause and therefore think through things a little bit more and not have that emotional reaction you might have when you see that really negative information. You're more likely to be level and you'll have your well-being intact. And so that is tool number six, red team yourself. Red team yourself. I had never heard it framed that way, but it makes total sense. I like. There's a, a great quote from my boy Mark Manson, Um, (laughs) which is, you know, the only certainty in life is uncertainty. Everything can be right until it's proven wrong. And there's no better place in science to look at this. Like so many, so often new things or old things are are proven or disproven in, in your research. So it's like challenging yourself, right? It makes so much sense. And, you know, that's that, that scepticism and adopting it, um, it can be very, very beneficial for your wellbeing to know that things aren't always as they appear to be. Super healthy, super healthy. All right, should we uh, repeat those last six brain tools? Shall we? Well, I, I'm going to go first. I'm going to butt in. Why not? Oh, so, okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're tool one. You need to go tool You're one. You're rude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. You'll settle down. Yeah, I haven't had a drink yet. Uh, <laughs> tool one, which is the focus zoom, silence all your attention, uh, noise, hide the taskbar, put everything on silent and just... Open and full screen. What have you got in your window? Tool number two, create a to not do list. Actually invert and focus on removing the things that take your attention away and that will increase your attention inevitably. Which leads really well onto tool number three. If you're doing all those things, why not complement them with the Pomodoro timer? So set yourself up 25 minutes at a time, increase your focus and deep work and then five minutes of rewards afterwards. Love it. Goes nicely into tool number four, which is to understand your flow state. Actually document your energy levels and your task enjoyment across the day. Find out what your peak time is to actually work on the things that matter most so you can get more done in less time. Leads really nicely into tool number five, one of my favorites, which is forget the screen (laughs) time, get some green time, go look at some plants, let your brain calm down. It may just improve your attention dramatically. And then the opposite color of which Sam and I clearly don't know what mixes together. Uh, Tool number six is red team yourself. Uh, Whenever you see information that is actually confirming one of your beliefs, try and look at the other side of the equation by asking yourself, how do I know I'm right? Or how do I know I'm wrong? And then you're more likely to be level and get less, um, I suppose, uh, worked up 
on extreme bits of information given the current state that we're in, which leads quite nicely, Sam, into our any 80-20 takeaway. What's yours? My 80-20 takeaway is attention and concentration comes from a calm brain. So it's about finding ways to calm your brain rather than overexciting it. What's yours? I really like that. It feeds nicely into mine, which is you are what you pay, what you are, what you pay attention to. Remove everything that prevents you from focusing so you can live a better life. Strong. Drops the bike. <laughs> nice. Well, that's, uh, I think that's pretty much us done for this week. It is. And it wraps up our COVID-19 series uh, where yep. you, if you haven't actually seen previous episodes, go back to episode one on sleep all the way through to episode seven when we talk about relationships. But we're going to be uh, down for next week where we're going to have a surprise topic. We're not even going to let you know what it is now. It's just going to come, come at you. It's going to be a massive surprise and you'll be able to get all the resources for the first one to eight episodes in a big COVID pack that we're going to share out too. So look forward to that. It's, it's going to come out in the next week or so. Very excited about that. But aside from that, bye for now. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this tools cut of our brain tools podcast, where you got just the six practical brain tools you can use to hack your brain and level up today. If you like this podcast, please don't forget to subscribe on any podcast channel you're on, iTunes, podcast, Spotify, and more. And if you really, really want to help us out, please leave us a review. It helps us so much to reach more people just like you. And finally, if you want to go a little bit deeper and dig into the research, see some free classes and guides, come and join our free community at braintools.mn.co. Can't wait to see you next week.